Frantic Nerdcast, hosted by AJ and Brock, talking about all the nerdy things that you want to hear about. Let's get into it. Hello, nerds. Welcome to Frantic Nerdcast. I am AJ. And I am Brock. And uh, welcome to episode number four. Uh, first off, massive thank you to everyone that has been listening to the podcast so far. Uh and also, we have a little bit of uh, sort of uh, news from one of our things we talked about in the last episode of how long a spoiler should be. <laughs> uh, we, we posted on Facebook and we had uh, everyone that was on there sort of uh, post on the polls. And my opinion is three weeks. It was the second highest voted. Uh, <laughs> apparently, in a, this is the rule from now on on Frantic Nerdcast. Uh, four weeks is the appropriate spoiler time. So you will not hear this noise. Unless it's over, unless it's under four weeks. So under four weeks, it's a spoiler. Over four weeks, you haven't seen it too bad. <laughs> uh, the other little bit of news we have is our website is now live. So you can head to franticnerdcast.com. Uh, on the website, we're going to be chucking up articles and stuff like that for you to have a read about. A lot of the times have to do with some of the stuff we've been talking about or stuff we haven't talked about. Um They'll be put up there every now and then. There's a couple on there at the moment. Um, If you want to get in contact with us, there's a contact page. Um, That website will get a lot better once we put a little bit of effort into it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. My uh, my writing skills are definitely uh, lacking. So we'll throw it up. We'll have some fun. Um, That's the intent behind this and everything that we're doing, just to have some fun. So come along the journey with us. All right, so before we jump into anything, one of the big pieces of news that has come into the nerd world is uh, one Mr. Jonathan Majors. He has been uh, found guilty of some of the lesser charges that he was up against. So the big ones got spat out of court and the lesser charges he was found guilty on, which has forced Marvel to boot his ass. Yep, out he goes. He's gone, which means he will no longer be playing Kang. Now, rumors are running rife on the internet. The <laughs> nerds have gone up in arms. What's going to happen? Oh, my God. Um, and, and I suppose that's where it is. It's going to be rumors. It's going to be hearsay. It's going to be what people want, what people don't want until Marvel actually come through and say, hey, this is what we're doing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so some of the rumors I've heard, I don't know about you, but some of the rumors I've heard are they're completely shelving Kang and Avengers, Kang's Dynasty is going to be called Avengers 5. Um Doom's going to be the big baddie. I've seen that. Which yeah. I think everyone is just wishful hoping yeah. that they want Doom, but it's not going to happen, guys. Um, they've put too much investment in the multiverse with Kang. It's going to be Kang. Mm. I just think they're going to recast him. I I think they're... Well, you're exactly right. There are two things to do. You've got wiping or recasting. I think they'll recast as well. I mean, they've done it in the past with half a dozen characters. Yeah. Some of it was a little more early in the uh, in the Marvel world, but they've, they've done it. But now they've opened up the like the wider Marvel universe and multiverse and all that sort of stuff. So it's not as hard as people might think. I mean, a recast and bring it in in some way shape or form will work. Yeah. I mean, they've literally already done it with characters where one character looks very different to the other. They're doing mm. it with Fantastic Four. Exactly. John Krasinski isn't playing Mr. Fantastic. He was exactly. just in that one. The other thing is that people, that non-sort of comic book nerds need to kind of get their head around is the fact that one comic book, Tony Stark, might look like Robert Downey Jr. Mm. In another comic book drawn by another artist, he looks completely different. 
Exactly. Think of it the same way as actors. In that movie, he looked like that. He looked like Edward Norton. Mm. In this movie, he looks like old mate from Now <laughs> Mark, You See Me, Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, for, like with all the rumors and all that sort of stuff, I suppose we're in a, a bit of a grace period when we can um, we can have our wishes, our wants, our what, what, do, what do we what do we want to see? What do we not want to see? And that's the, as we said, that's that's where it's sort of running rampant. What do you? What would you like to see? I, I want to see him recast. I'm quite happy to see him recast. I mean, he's a fantastic actor. And I mean, it's the day and age we live in that you get fired for those kinds of things, so just, which is understandable, yes. Um, but I I just want to see him recast. I'm happy with the story, mm. where it's going. And yep. yeah, just recast him. I don't give a shit. Do you have someone in mind? Not really. Not really. I don't care. It, it was funny. Like it, when I found out, I had an idea in my head of something that I'd like to see. And that was actually the, um, the girl who played Renslayer. Oh, yep, yep. To actually bring her in is almost like a sort of more so still in her Renslayer character, but have her build into whatever Kang was well, or is and that sort of thing. One of the rumors is that she is a Kang variant. Well, there you go. And that's what I mean. Like, have yeah. her as a Kang variant and bring her in. I thought that would be pretty sweet and like a bit of a, a, a good take on it. I mean, she was good through Loki and whatnot. Yeah, well, so at I the end of Loki, she's sweet. there and there's a pyramid, which is the Tiamat exactly. or whatever his name and, is, Tiamat King. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I think would be sweet. So I would like to see them pull it, um, pull it that thread. But uh, one of the funnier ones, like, or sorry, not the funny ones, but I, I went to a top 10 list. <laughs> That's always a dangerous <laughs> fucking thing, man. Ten, top 10 lists are always fucking dangerous. Now, now I already had the idea of um, her going through and, and being um, cast in it. <laughs> but she was actually number one of the recasts. Oh, nice. I thought, nice. okay, sweet. No, great minds think alike. Yeah, that's it. Um, but, I mean, there are other ones in there. Like, I think Will Smith was in there. Oh, God, um, no. <laughs> I mean, it no. was Will Smith. There was... Um, uh, Chukwudi Iwuji. I know that I probably said that wrong, but the guy who played High Evolutionary, he oh, was yep, on yep. it. And I thought, you know what? That'd be pretty sweet, but I think that's a little bit too close yeah, within the Marvel yep. Universe. Um, but hey, like... I, I'll was- tell you who I'd like to see, who's a fantastic actor and would kill the role. Um, I can't remember his name. It's Denzel Washington's skit, the guy out of Tenet. Oh, yeah. Um, John David Washington. Yeah. He would be amazing mm. in that role. He would kill it because he's that same type of actor that um, Majors is. Yeah. Like, very similar in the style that they act. Mm. They can be serious. They can be funny. Like, in Ballers, he's funny as hell. He's yep. awesome. And then it's very serious in Tenet and the creator. Um, so, yeah. No, I reckon that'd be cool. Um, all right. Well, let's jump on to some other news about other things. All right, another big piece of news that came out through the anime world is that Netflix is rebooting the One Piece anime. Like, yeah. Um, so the, the main thing that I've, I've did a little bit of research and it's because at first I was like, what the fuck? Like they haven't even finished the real anime, like the main one. That was sort of where my mind went to. I was like, I haven't watched heaps of One Piece. I sort of picked up in like... Oh, God. I reckon I started watching it in 2022. And I know anime drags. <laughs> but, I mean, um, this was just next level of just dragging a plot point out and dragging something out. I mean, what? The episodes of they've either just cracked a thousand or a bit I, over a thousand. I think they're over a thousand now, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's still going. 
In, uh, I like that, and the I don't know in relation to progress or anything along those lines. I mean, obviously the end goal is the One Piece, which won't happen for a period of time. But to reboot is interesting. Uh, well, from what I read, uh, it's getting made by Wit Studios, who are the guys that did the first three seasons of Attack on Titan. Okay. Which is good because the first, they're the, that's when Attack on Titan was good. It went yeah. it was shit after that. On that quick note, do you reckon they'll change the animation style? Yeah, very much. Mm. It'll look very different. Mm. Be very different. Um, it's going to long, it will run coherently with the OG anime. So the OG anime isn't finishing or anything. It's going to mm. run along the same lines. It's going to cover the blue arc, which is essentially what the live action was. Okay. Um, and they plan on continuing after that as well. Uh, the other thing, but the other thing is it's a long way off yet, they said. Okay. But it's got to do with, it's 25 years this year mm-hmm. or next year that the anime launched, the, okay. the manga. And this is based off the manga as well, which I guess the other anime is based off the manga, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure whether this one will be tighter to the manga than the current one is because uh, they did it with Full Metal Alchemist as well. Yep. They had Full Metal Alchemist, which was kind of a loose adaption of the manga. Mm. And then they did Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, yep. which was the exact same story, essentially, but it was tighter to the manga. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, who knows? Because um, I actually only found out the other day with anime, a lot of the times the studios will get pitched mangas all the time like mm. just here's a manga here's a manga here's a manga and then they will pick what ones they want to make from those pitches and a lot of the times apparently some of the artists and stuff will be like oh, i want to make an anime on based on this mm. and then they'll just reach out and say we're we want to make this anime and they're like yep cool right. so a lot of times it's very sort of um up to the studio who's making the anime to just make it sure and they don't have to follow the manga or anything like that and i don't know what what rights the manga's owners, publishers and stuff have, but I'd found, yeah, so it's kind of, that's the way it works over yeah. there. Okay. And I suppose if someone comes along and pitches a manga that's already been out and going for a period of time, well then, yeah, you know what? Now's the time. Let's yep. reboot it and do, yeah. do something just, <laughs> just a little bit money, different. Really. <laughs> oh, exactly. Like people will watch it. I know I'll give it a yeah, watch. Yeah, 100%. I think, I think now that um, like given that One Piece is a little bit older um, and it is quite heavily evolved as we said about a thousand episodes in i think this would be a good point for someone like myself sort of discovering one piece yeah. good to get involved with it i suppose that's um other, that's a good take the a other smart thing take i as well. think due, due to it being netflix i feel like it will be a lot tighter so you, you it will be a lot quicker there'll be less filler episodes it'll be like this the live action series where they they smash yeah. through that arc yeah whereas the current one like it some of those arcs fucking draw out. Oh, yeah. Man. I mean, your Hence first, why there's your over a thousand episodes. Your first hundred episodes probably captured in two and a half of the of the new one. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a lot quicker and there's a lot less draw. Like, so I, I think it'll be a good thing mm-hmm. and it'll be good for people like you that haven't watched it where they can just jump on board and watch those mm-hmm. animes instead of like, oh, shit, there's a thousand animes. So yeah. I don't want to watch that. Yeah. That's I don't have that commitment. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. The only reason I started watching it was due to COVID where I was stuck inside and all stuff. So I was working from home. So I set the TV next to me and just yep. played through episodes whilst I was working. That's sure, the only sure. way I caught up. The only way otherwise I couldn't catch up. And in all honesty, there was one arc. I can't remember which arc it was where I'm just like, went on Wikipedia and what happened in that episode. Yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. Oh, yeah, I don't need to watch those next 16 episodes. Fucking skip. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I mean, the, the beauty of technology these days, it, it uh, someone's already watched it all, analysed it all, and they'll be able to give you the hit points. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, pretty much. All righty. All righty, let's get some trailer talk happening. So we've got two trailers to speak about today in this episode. Uh, which one you want to start about? Start with? Uh, let's start off with If. All right, If, a uh, new trailer from John Krasinski. Mm. Uh, starring Ryan Reynolds. Um, Anything Ryan Reynolds touches is gold. Yes, 100%. <laughs> like it, it looks like it's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. He's not really character actor. He just, he just is Ryan Reynolds in yeah. everything he does, and it works. It's yeah. fantastic. Exactly, exactly. I he, mean, knows what he, he knows what he can do. He knows what people like, so he yeah. just goes straight into it. Yeah, it, and it is a little more directed at, the, um, at a younger audience. I don't, um, I don't think it is. I, I kind of see, I get I, that feeling... It instantly reminded me of Drop Dead Fred. Right. Just with the the imaginary friends mm. and just like that that chi- that adult um it's the kind of how do I put it? It's the See when I say younger audience though, I mean like a, a young adult new teen yeah, type or yeah. like that sort of era. Cause I mean you you it's one of those things where you could take quite young kids to it. Oh, They're gonna watch, not 100%. understand because there's Colourful things happening on the screen, yeah. like the the fluffy animals and whatnot, like the imaginary friends. Um, but then you'll get, as kids are a little bit older, like that early teen to late teen, they sort of start to pick up on some of the nuanced, bloody, like yeah. <laughs> offhanded comments yeah. and stuff, which will be riddled through. Oh, yeah. And there'll be plenty of jokes for the adults, kind of like Pixar movies. Exactly. It, kind exactly. Of, it looks like a live action Pixar. Yeah, it does. Um, and yeah, like I said, I got that feeling of Drop Dead Fred, where it's kind of that. Uh, not nostalgia in the terms of what it's useful these days with like Star Wars and all that kind of stuff, but more nostalgia in the fact of, you know, it's it's showing you that childhood, but through the lens of an adult kind of thing mm. and giving you those feelings of how you felt as a kid, as an adult. See, my, my take on it, and it'd be interesting to see how the movie plays out, but um, I think they touch on they're trying to save the imaginary friends and whatnot. I think that's just a, a sort of an ode to the way that our like people these days are moving like they're so like kids and whatnot are so drawn in by technology and like screens i mean as adults are as well (laughs) but i mean back in the day it was your imaginary friends that you hung out with so i think it was like that it's an ode to that it's look where we are let's bring the kids back into it sort of expose them to the imagination yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, it's going to be an amazing like it look. The CGI in it looks it looks really good, astounding. <laughs> it looks so good, um, and then the cast: Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Phoebe Waller Bridge, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Steve Carell, and like a whole nother <laughs> list of them. Like it's mental how many people are in that freaking movie. Like he's John Krasinski's gone. All right, who are mine and Emily's favorite like famous friends? Want to be in a movie? Want to do a voice in a movie? Want to do a voice in a movie? Take your two days worth of work. Pretty much. It looks awesome. And then um, the trailer, like all the stuff, look, it look, reminded me a lot of Monsters, Inc. in the visuals with just <laughs> the imaginary friends and like the big guy in the cupboard. And The, the first thing I thought is when um, when it said if and he was creeping around in the room, I'm just like, oh my God, is this live action monster? Oh my Sully, God. Oh my God. <laughs> Sully's coming. And then it, um, it was that and I'm like. It might still be. <laughs> I think it's pretty. He's probably taking a lot of inspiration. Mm. Always watching Wachowski. Yeah. Always watching. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and my favorite part of the trailer, like all of it's beautiful, like the part where he drips, trips over the uh, invisible person, tells a banana <laughs> to put pants on. Yep. Um, 
all that cool stuff. And um, like the whole way through, I just got the feels instantly just from that trailer. So mm. I imagine I'm probably going to cry in the movie because I always do. Um, <laughs> but the marshmallow at the end on fire. Yes. He, and his eyes just, and they're like, just don't look I, at it. Just don't look at his eye. Which eye? It's going to be a great movie. I can't wait for it to come out. Oh, it's going to be quality. All right, let's jump on to the other one, which is another exciting one, and that is Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. Yes. Number two, part two of number two, so technically the third movie, but yep. it's part two of the second movie. Yep. Yeah. Because, you know, we've got to split our movies into two parts. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, the, like, the first thing, like, it's going to be a long-ass movie, just because the first the first part two, part one, was a long-ass movie. For two hour, two hours, 20 minutes, two hours and a half long. or something like that. It was like too that. long. I, I took my kid to it, man, and it was just, he was just bored as batshit well, halfway was, through it. That was your first mistake. True, but he likes like Spider-Man. Yeah, he does. But I think I think even with these movies, like I don't think they're again directed too much towards. That no, age. no, hundred percent not. No, and, but you're right. Like they could have shortened it, compressed a few things into it. Um, that would make it a little more tolerable for, yep, <laughs> for yep. kids of that age. But um, in any case, I mean the trailer. I cannot wait to see the second part of that story i loved where they left it off oh yeah 100 like the way the way that it just sort of finished with him it, it i will not finish with but just in the last um couple of scenes how he's in there like spilling his whole guts to his mum, and then it's just like oh crap and then that's more or less where it leaves yeah. the movie and then you see uh him coming out as Prowler, yep. which was, pimp. was but I mean, awesome. you kind of knew it was going to happen towards yes. the end there because they gave it away with computer codes yes. if you knew anything about the kind of Marvel history and the universes and stuff. Um, but the art style, like I didn't think they could up it from what they have from the first two, but just that scene where Miles and um, 2099 are running at each other and they're just like beautiful, like oil painted looking thing. Oh. Oh, it's phenomenal, man. They've just upped their game with each of these things. It just looks so, so good. Um, some of the other parts I loved, it, like um, the spot, he just, <laughs> like he starts off as a joke in the first one. Yeah. And he just looks fucking mental. Like how they've put that dubbed voice over, yeah. like, over the top of it and stuff. It just it's, looks like it's going to be just epic, epicness through just from those parts that it's shown in the trailer. Um and then another really, really cool part was um, 2099. I can't remember his actual name. I was calling him 2099. Um, when he jumps out and he looks full vampire. Yeah. Because for those of you who don't know, he's actually a vampire. I was waiting for that to sort of come out a little bit more in the first one. So was I. Uh, yeah. But I think they did it really, really well so that he's jaded up massively for part two. Yeah. I think that part two is going to start. And just not stop for as oh, yeah, long it'll as it goes. It's it'll just gonna on. keep. keep I think the going. only slow mo- moments in the movie will be like the kind of romantic parts with mm. him and with Miles and Gwen. Yeah. Um, the other other part that I saw, and this is complete speculation, haven't looked up anything online about this, but this is just my personal opinion. Uh, the part where you, say, you hear Miles say. Um, uh, we um, he's talking about teams, and he's like, "We need, we need help. Mm. We need to form a team." And then it shows a quick shot. It's like two seconds. You see two portals, but they've got what look like sling ring 
around them, the gold <laughs> like from Marvel MCU yeah, yeah, sling yeah, rings. Yeah. Um, and I it's two, watch it again now. <laughs> it's two portals. I reckon it's Andrew and Toby. Oh, that'd be pretty sweet if they do that. I reckon they will voice the actors. I reckon I'm reckon it's going to be Toby and Andrew Spider Man. That'll be sweet because it's sling rings. It looks exactly like the portals yeah. from the last Spider Man movie in yeah. the MCU, and almost like a, they've just finished up in um, Tom Holland's, and then they've been I sent. Reckon, they've been sent yeah. home, and they haven't quite been sent home. <laughs> so I reckon that's going to happen, and it. I don't. I don't know if this will be true, but I reckon somehow they'll connect the universal tear in the MCU Spider-Man, No Way From Home. Is that what the last one was called? No Way Home. No Way Home. I reckon they'll they'll join that universal tear with the tears that are happening in uh, Multiverse Part 2. Yeah, right. In the Spider-Verse Part 2. Okay, that's that's a pretty cool theory, though. So, oh, yeah. So, I, I just reckon they're going to have... It's going to happen. That's my opinion. Just from those, it looks like <laughs> sling rings. Well, I'll be going back to watch that. That's for sure. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It looks, it looks good. Um... And yeah, I think that's my opinion. I don't know what you guys think. Tell us on Facebook page what you think and we'll uh, all guess together until it comes out next year. TV shows. Okie dokie, on to some TV shows. So uh, this time we're not really talking about anything anything specific with TV shows. We're actually going to talk about uh, what were our top three favourite shows of 2023 now that we are coming towards the end of this year. Uh, so, Brock, what we what was was one of your tops? So, my the first one I'll touch on for my top three is Gen V. Oh, yes. Finished that um, the other day. That was incredible. Oh, so good. So good. Absolutely incredible. Like, the, I know that I'd seen a few episodes when we were talking about the boys the other week, but I love that... Um, I think you said it's uh, it's separate enough from the boys to be its own thing, but it's got like a little bit of a tie-in. I think awesome, really, really well done. Awesome, like bits of gore throughout it. The storyline pushes forward really, really well. It does it does keep you guessing for the most part as yep. to some of the things that are going to happen. Like you sort of go, all oh, right, this is going to sort of go this way. This will be pretty sweet. And it just doesn't. I mean, <laughs> from a gore and an action sequence perspective, one of my favorite um, action sequences was when um, the puppets he just starts going through that oh, tunnel, yeah, what he turned- and the puppets turn up because he he's just got that uh, that mental sort of yep. uh, mindset and whatnot, and he just starts ripping shreds. He's just like, this scene is awesome let's go like what is he actually seeing and then when it just sort of cuts in a blink and it's just dead bodies for fucking dead bodies blood, blood everywhere blood, just like that was so so well done it was so incredibly good. well done um the the one thing i hope that they do do um just to a keep the show separate but also link them in a little bit yep. is um have if they're going to keep doing like a, a season of gen v a season of the boys back and forwards the last scene of Gen V being when you've seen Butcher. Yep. Being the first scene of the boys. And then the last scene of the boys being the first one of Gen V okay, sort of thing. Yeah. Just to just to give enough of a time. Because, I mean, let's say at the start of the next episode, uh, the next season of Gen V, all of a sudden everyone's out and free. It's like, well, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, so, um, uh, supposedly the virus from Gen V... Uh, is going to have a lot of what Butch is doing in season yeah. four of the boys. Exactly. So it's being set up. I'm sure that they'll have like an element of, right, this is the virus. It's happening. They'll be able to sort of 
elude to it enough that it's not if you haven't seen Gen V then it won't be an issue yeah. but I think they will need to at least have one hit point in between just to link in some way shape yeah. or form not massively just enough to say oh okay there's stuff that happened let's continue supposedly on. Uh, Jared Padalecki uh, the other guy from Supernatural mm. so not the one that plays Soldier Boy the other one yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Jared <laughs> yeah, um, he is going to be in season 5 of the boys <laughs> I, I seen something he's going to be like that the Thor is- character Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> I seen um, a thing uh, which I didn't. I thought it was satire. It was right. We've got him. We've got this guy. We've got Dean. Let's bring him in as well. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, it's because the showrunner is the guy who used to be the showrunner Supernatural. Well, there you go. That's, oh, that's typically why. what happens. Yeah. You see, you see one person go into a show. You're like, oh, they'll probably have this, this, and this next. And well, typically it happens. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, my first one is Lockwood and Co. Uh, Lockwood and Co was on Netflix. Mm. Unfortunately, it's not been picked up for season two, which is devastating. Uh, it's a based on a young adult novel, and pretty much it's based on this young kid who runs uh, kind of they're like detectives, mm. but they deal in supernatural uh, like ghosts and stuff like that. So when you're young in this in this world, it's like an alternate version of Earth mm. where ghosts are prominent, sure, and they're dangerous. And so there's all these little different detective houses that go around and deal with these ghosts. But you can only see ghosts up to a certain age. And after that age, you stop being able to see them. So all the people that can go out and deal with these ghosts are kids. Um, And it's this beautiful story about this kid, this girl who's got this awesome power. And then she ends up finding this Lockwood & Co team. And they join together and they have to go through and deal with all these ghosts and all this kind of stuff. And there's this big overarching sort of um, case throughout the whole thing. And it's just beautiful. Like there's one part where they go to this haunted mansion and the mansion's just fucked beyond belief. And there's just ghosts and blood every like blood coming out of walls and all this shit. And it's just, it's just really, really good. Mm. And I highly recommend it to anyone. Like I said, unfortunately, it didn't get picked up for season two. But it's just a really good story, really good fun. Um, and it's just one of those great ones that's got lots of little twists and turns and you just want to keep watching it, keep watching it. It's on Netflix. Uh, so that's my number one. All right, cool. Um, another one of mine, this was actually my number two for the year and we won't talk for long about it because we touched on it last week or maybe the week before, but Loki. Ah, uh, yes. yes. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be on your list. Yeah, it's on my list. We, we uh, If you want to have a listen uh, about that one and us talk through it, we did that, I'm pretty sure, last week. Go give it a look. Um we won't go through it again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, all right. Well, we'll jump into my second one, and uh, these ones aren't these aren't in any particular order as to which is my favourite or not. It's just my three. Uh, my next one is the Night Agent. So this one was also on Netflix. This was a good show. Oh, I it was about surprised that one. the shit out of me. Um, for anyone who hasn't watched it, essentially, it's based on this CIA agent who has to every night he did something wrong and he's got given this shit duty where he has to sit on this thing as a night agent. They sit there, sits in a room by himself, and any um, CIA agents who are undercover out in the thing, if they get in trouble, they can call this number and it goes directly to him and they have to say certain keywords, blah blah, blah and he reads through a book and that's kind of he can help them get saved and stuff. And so essentially one night this chick calls. But I, I think the prem- before you go into when the chick calls, the premise is that he, before her calling, nobody had called before. That's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so this chick calls and it turns out her uh, adoptive parents were actually yes. undercover CIA agents. They tell her to call, they get murdered, and it goes on this whole big massive thing where he's just helping her try and not get killed and 
uh, you know, conspiracy and it's just very like Tom Clancy-esque mm. style. I don't even know if it actually is a Tom Clancy story. It might be. Um, but it's fantastically done. You're intrigued the whole way. Very Jack Ryan. Um, if you're into that kind of Tom Clancy stuff, you will absolutely love this. And I kind of put it first episode on like, oh, yeah, new show. I'll fucking watch this. And oh, I was oh, hooked I'm, from I'm, the get-go. I'm pretty sure we were still... I think we someone had recommended it to us. Just said, oh, you should give it a look. It's, it's a pretty good show. And yeah, we smashed through it. But really well written, really good. It's got that awesome intrigue of sort of, right, this is who it's going to be. He's the bad guy. Yeah, He's yeah. the one who's doing that. And then, oh, shit, no, it's not him. Yep. And then, oh, no, nah, no, nah, it's back to him. It's back to, oh, crap, he's dead. Can't be him. Nah, yep. We're onto that one. Like, oh. The only other show I've ever watched that was like that, very different show, but it was very much like that, where one week you're like, it's that person. Mm. And the next one you're like, no, it's that person, <laughs> uh, was Broadchurch. Right. So it gives you that same feeling of it's that person. No, it's that person. This is happening. That's happening. Um, if you liked the, uh, what was that show? It was on Netflix, The Guard. The Bodyguard. It was on Netflix, had the dude from uh, Game of Thrones in it. Hmm. Very similar vein of that. It's kind of like a, an Americanized version of that pretty sure. show, The Bodyguard, kind of. They're different storylines, but in that same vein. So if you like that, you'll like this as well. <laughs> so that's my number two. Yeah. Uh, my third one, um, and this was my favorite of the year, was The Last of Us. I actually only ever watched one episode. I absolutely love this show. So I came to it a little bit later. I knew it was there. I knew it was happening. Um, just one day was flicking through the subscriptions and then went, hmm, haven't started that one yet <laughs> and got into it and just didn't put it down. Absolutely incredibly cast. Um, oh, like it, it was really good ode to the games. It touched on some of the game stories it filled in some of the blanks in my opinion from the games episode one how it was done as more or less a prequel to what yeah i heard that incredible the way that it sort of built it just shown what was happening at at day zero call it and then to end just with him his daughter turning and then him having a killer just to end on that you're just like holy fuck like it just drew you straight in. You're like, righto, straight on episode two. Where's it going to episode two? And then that's where it more or less picks up um, with uh, with the games. But more or less, you've got um, the two being Joel and Ellie. Joel is Pedro Pascal and Ellie is Bella Ramsey. Um, the chemistry that they had on yeah. screen as like a like a portrayed father-daughter type thing was amazing pretty much from the the first onset. It was just um, Joel being not go away, leave me alone type thing with her sort of trying to open up and get intrigued or get him intrigued in, in like what they were trying to do. Um, more or less, she's been bitten by the zombies, except yeah, they're not zombies. Yeah. They're zombies that have been turned by a fungal infection. Yes, which I think is the best version of the zombie virus you can think of because it actually is real world and the way that they actually talk about it in the first episode as well is really well done in my opinion they they just sort of come out and that's where it starts like i think it's like a a, a shot of a a shot of a tv exactly And, and, and it's a guy just talking about the next um the next pandemic or the next big issue that humanity is going to face is fungus and a fungus infection that will grow and because of x y and z where it can multiply grow yada 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 and 
I mean, you listen to that, you're like, okay, well, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and, and the way that it happens and occurs, it's so good. So, so good. Highly, highly recommend for anyone um, who hasn't watched it to go and watch it. Yes. Alrighty. Uh, my last one is a show which I know not many people have heard of, but it is fucking amazing. And that's Miss Davies. It was a show, I think it's on uh, Peacock in America. Um, I don't know if it came out in Australia or not, but I've watched it on some fun, fun little sites. Uh, essentially, it's this nun who is the daughter of like a magician con man and this other chick. And essentially, um, the world has been taken over by uh, an AI, but it's like a Siri AI that was invented and um, this Siri thing, everyone uses it and they, and she doesn't use it. She refuses to use it. Um, and eventually the Siri thing gets in contact with her and threatens to destroy her nunnery if she doesn't help Miss Davies, who is the Siri thing. Um, and she's like, okay, well, I'll help you. And she's like, what do you want? And she says, I need you to find the Holy Grail. Uh, and so, and she says, if you find the Holy Grail, I'll turn myself off. And so then the show is her trying to find the Holy Grail. And it's fucking out there, man. It, it is just sounds weird. It. Like the shit that happens in it, you're kind of just sitting going, what is going on in this show? It's just wacky, <laughs> stupid at times, serious at times, fun at times. Like it's just, it's phenomenal. I like I watched the first episode. I was like, "What the hell is this? <laughs> this is great!" <laughs> it was just it was so much fun. And right at like, and the twists in it, you're kind of like, "That is stupid," but I love it. <laughs> I love it. It just makes so much sense in this world. And then you and then like, right at the end of it is just wow. It's just it's so worth the payoff. This show and it's a limited series as well, so it's one season. That's yep. it. Uh, but yeah. Get out there, watch it. Mrs. Davies, such a good show. <laughs> uh, your last one. Uh, no, that was my oh, three. Oh, that was your last one. Yep, All right. Yep. Uh, well, okay. Well, we're just going to jump into more TV shows. So our most anticipated for 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, I'll start with my most anticip- some of my most anticipated for 2024. Um, we've talked about it, so I'm not going to talk too much and do it. Avatar. Netflix. That's my number one. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's can't fucking wait for that show. I knew I knew that was going to be on both of our yeah. lists. It's going to be, look. It's going to be so good. I cannot wait. Um, all right. Well, I'll jump onto my next one. Um, the Gentleman. This is a TV adaption of Guy Ritchie's movie, The Gentleman, the one with um, uh, Matthew pretty McConaughey. Good. That's in it. got a pretty good cast in it. Yeah, it? the movie was phenomenal. I don't know who's in the TV show, but as soon as Guy Ritchie. And like a continuation from the movie. So Guy Ritchie's actually... I'm not... I don't know if he... I think he wrote it or he's producer on it or whatever, but it's a continuation from the movie and I'm all in because that movie was fucking phenomenal. (laughs) I actually haven't seen the movie. Oh, it is such a good movie. Like the cast is ridiculous Mm. as most of Guy Ritchie's movies are. Um, But it... The show just looks awesome, and I can't wait. Very, very interested in it, and I think it's going to be good. I have no idea what it's about. I think uh, a dude inherits his family's farm. It's full of mull. Um, and it used to be a mull business, mm-hmm. and 
pot, as you Americans call it, whatever. Um, marijuana. Um, yeah, so it just looks really good and I'm into it. Up to you, mate. Sweet. Um, I think this one for me is going to be pretty quick to get through mine because we've already spoken about both of the other two. Oh, okay. Yep. But uh, my other one is Echo. I'm actually su- really. I'm super, super keen for this. Just that that trailer. Uh, we spoke about it. I think the first yeah. the first or second episode. Like it, it really took me back to the Daredevil days, and for how much I think I've probably built it up too much in my head that I'm going to hate <laughs> it's it. It's highly possible that I won't get. But it just took me back to the first season of Daredevil, which was absolutely incredible. Um, so yeah, that it, it's really got me um itching for that one i'm keen awesome all right well uh i actually have another two but i'll Go, just keep. briefly uh so doctor who massive doctor who fan love doctor <laughs> who we've just finished the uh the Do- the david Tennant trilogy yep. of the specials uh we've got the new one coming in christmas uh so i'll kind of include that in next year even though it's only a few days away but um that and just looking forward the new doctor looks awesome it's the young i've won't say his name. I can't even remember it because I'll butcher it. Um, but it's his new new one. Uh, it's the dude from uh, Sex Education on Netflix. Yep. Um, him in it, and it just looks awesome. I just cannot wait. And my other one, which I'll combine with that one, is the Archer finale. It's a three-part special for Archer. I love Archer. I've loved it ever since it first came out, and I'm very, very much looking forward to the end of it. I When, I, when that first came out, I never really got into it. And yep. then someone said, just just watch it. Oh. So I, I haven't watched heaps. I think I've watched maybe two or three seasons. Lana! Lana! <laughs> Danger Zone! And I surprisingly, I just threw it on. It was probably during COVID. And I really enjoyed it this a is, lot more than I expected. This is why we get to. ants. <laughs> freezing. Are we not doing freezing anymore? <laughs> uh, such a good show. Such a good show. Uh, and have you got another one? Uh, my other one was Fallout, which again we spoke oh, about yes. the other week. So okay, it's um, pretty keen for that. Awesome. Mm. All right, so on to movies. So we're going to do the same thing with movies, guys. Uh, if you don't like it, too bad. <laughs> uh, so top three movies of twenty twenty three. Since yours were very short in the last one, I will let you start, mate. All right. Um, extraction number two. Isn't that out? No. Oh, we're doing the ones for, for all this year. Favorite. Oh, for this year. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, um, hang on. What have I done? <laughs> uh, I actually, I didn't watch this one. Didn't you? No. So the first one was amazing. The second one, I watched it pretty shortly after it came out. It it picked up. Uh, it probably didn't have as strong as a story as number one did. The first one didn't really have much of a story. I thought it had enough of a story to um, sort of um, keep the action sort of driving through yep. rather than it just being rather than it turning into what John Wick 4 is now where someone picks up a gun at the start and just keeps shooting the whole thing. that's fucking blasphemy <laughs> how dare you take that back you need to have a bit of story in there take that back you do not you just need Donnie Yang <laughs> <laughs> anywho anywho um, yeah extraction number two it had one of my favourite action sequences in it um, it sort of it, it was one that picked up had a whole bunch of hand-to-hand combat as well as extended combat, and it sort of it went for a good period towards the start of the movie, um, and then yeah, it just sort of left me on the edge of my seat the whole time through. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, 
as I said, doesn't have much story compared to the first one. And I'd say <laughs> when they bring out a third one, it'll have pretty much no story. Yep, yep, probably. <laughs> but um, but no, worth a watch. I really, really enjoyed it. Awesome. All right. My number three is a Netflix movie, which um, I only actually watched just this weekend past. Um, I saw the trailer for it when the trailer was out. I uh, completely forgot about it. And I was just looking for something to watch this weekend. And there it was. So I put it on. <laughs> Nimona. Nimona. Yeah, it's a CGI kind of movie on Netflix. Um, it was phenomenal. Um, it's based on uh, like a Arthurian style knights mm. set in a future world. So there's like flying cars and stuff, but everyone wears knight's armor yep. and like not like those style of clothing and stuff. They fight with swords. Um, essentially, there's this peasant guy who's been raised up and he's about to become a knight. And he goes out and he's when he's getting knighted, the queen gets killed. Everyone blames him and thinks he done it. So he does the runner. And then there's this little, this girl who can shape shift uh, and she just wants to be a villain. So she's like, oh, this dude's a villain. So she goes like, I want to be your sidekick. Yeah. And all she wants to do is just fucking break stuff and just destroy <laughs> things. It's phenomenal, man. It's awesome. Um, and yeah, so it's just like him trying to clear his name and her just, just wanting to fucking be reckless and stuff. But there's like beautiful heart and it. it's like very like Pixar-y style. Like there's just, beautiful moments and make you feel mm. and just satisfying ending and all that kind of stuff. And at the end, it's one of those movies at the end, you're like, that was really good. Mm. I'll definitely watch that again. Um, Chloe Grace Moretz oh, plays, yeah. does yep. the voice of the girl. And um, I can't remember his name. He's in lots of stuff. A British <laughs> dude. He's also a rapper. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my one of my favorite movies now. Oh, very good. Yeah, on to you. Now, my other one is um, Spider-Man. Yeah, that's mine. That's on my it list too, Spider-Verse. so incredible. I mean, it just, I loved Wait, the- Wait, Spider-Man or Spider-Verse? Spider-Verse. Uh, into the Spider-Verse. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, mine, yeah. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> just amazing. I mean, the opening scene, it gave like a little bit of a different twist to actually get um, Gwen and sort of do her introduction and yep. whatnot. Rather, I thought that was awesome. All right, let's do this one more time. But let's do it a little bit different. Yeah. It, like, that was all. I'm like, okay, cool. And then because it was the same but different enough to just really draw you in and just watching the way, the artistry behind what she is saying and I, how it yeah, comes through the with the colors and everything. Oh, that was absolutely was incredible. One of my favorite parts of that movie, just her emotions dictating the color of that her was world amazing. and stuff. Amazing. I mm. mean, just the, the way that. It through the, I think it was towards the end of that opening scene where she's there talking with her father. Yeah. And you yep. just see how withdrawn she is from everything just through the color. And then the way that she sort of turns and just runs over to her dad and the way that the color just starts to come back into yeah. this, it was just like, it gave me, it's giving me chills just talking no, about it. Thing, like, it was absolutely incredible. And and the, the vulture when he's like Da Vinci vulture, oh, and it's like the awesome. Da Vinci style drawings uh, and, and stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible, and I think that um, it just the artistry behind everything there was absolutely incredible, and just really drew you through that whole whole movie. Oh, hundred percent, and it was just all the little Easter eggs in it, just making you like <laughs> just pleasing that inner nerd. Exactly, uh, it was beautiful. Like the big chase scene up the fucking the spaceship rocket thing that they're all climbing up with all the different spiders chasing them mm -hmm. when they're walking through that world and you see all those different spider-man the spider buggy yep. like fucking um scarlet spider <laughs> um 
And it was just, it was great. It was a fantastic, fantastic thing. Hmm? Um, that's on my list as well. Uh, my other one is the D&D movie. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was great. I was so pleasantly surprised by that movie. Like, I love D&D. It's good fun to f- play. I've watched the other two D&D movies and fuck, they are atrocious. <laughs> I've got them on DVD. <laughs> they are atrocious, atrocious movies. But that movie was so well done. Like, even if you didn't have the D&D tag on that movie, it it's still movie. would have been a great fantasy film. Yeah. But all the other, the little things of D&D in it that I loved, like um, uh, Old Mate from Bridgerton, the one who's the paladin, hmm. he comes in and he, he just acts like an NPC would act <laughs> in a game that you're playing of D&D. He just turns up, he's super powerful, helps you out, and then he just fucks off. Like, <laughs> he just walks over the rock, over the top of it, just keeps walking like <laughs> like the the GM's kind of like, yeah, and he just walks away. Yep. Like doesn't dictate anything else, just walks away. Exactly, exactly. And then just, um, my, I'd like the little Easter eggs, like uh, at the end when they're in the Coliseum, uh, and they're about to go in, they look over and there's the other team. The other team is the original like 1980s D&D <laughs> cartoon it? characters. And they're dressed exactly the same yeah, as right. the cartoon characters, which I love that. And then just all those other little things, the special effects were awesome. Um, the changeling chick when she's running away and does all those different little mm. changes and stuff. That's phenomenal. The red witch chick, she's fucking awesome. Like I'm not that big into D&D. I knew a lot of the references, but... It was just phenomenal. It was just great, funny, heartwarming, great action scenes, just good fun all around. Yeah, it was. It was unapologetically fun movie. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, all right, on to our most anticipated for 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you, you got for now? Well, my, my first one, Spider-Verse, part two. So Spider-Verse, I was tossing up between that one um, and another movie, and I decided to put the other movie on there. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Ooh, yeah. I actually forgot that was coming out. I forgot that. That's going to be a good movie. That, that's, that trilogy was fucking phenomenal. Incredible. I actually didn't even know this movie was coming out until like a month ago. I know, right? And when I seen it, I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I'm expecting it to be the first part of another three-parter. It looks to be um, sort of set... Um, if you want to go back to the old, old movies, it looks like it's set before humans return by the spaceship, like sort of an in-between thing. Yep. So it looks like it's really well set in that regard. Uh, pff, keen as. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to tie it into the OG movie. And th- so like the I OGs think- are con- a continuity or I think it's going to create a new continuity. I, I don't know if it'll be continuity, but um, it'll... De- uh, it definitely feels like it'll have some similar um, similar things that occur. Yeah. So I think that maybe the the end of this arc might have be when the humans come back or something like that, and that'll set up another trilogy, mate. Well, like you, maybe something like that. God, it's been a long time since I've watched the originals, but Caesar he wasn't in the originals, was he? He was he has talked about. And I think he was in. I think he was in them towards the end, but he was actually one of the. Oh no, no, like the not, not the newer ones, like the OG movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I think he was in it, but I think he was actually um, one of like the sons of the main. Like the sons of the second series or second round or something like that, I think. And again, I haven't watched them in a very long yeah, time. It's been either. a long time. I think the last one I watched was Beneath the Planet of the Apes, which was <laughs> phenomenal. And it just ends with the explosion of the nuke and destroys the entire Earth. Yeah. Great shit that one was. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, well, so my first one was Spider-Verse, as I said. Yep. Uh, my next one that I'm looking forward to is Dune 2. Now, we talked about this last week with the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Dune. It just it looks phenomenal, and I just cannot wait for this movie. It, I just think it's going to be fucking killer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my next one with these. Um, my next one is actually uh, Joker, Folly Adieu. I'm keen for that. Which one's that? Joker, Folly, Adieu, oh, the new Joker movie. Oh, is that coming out next year? Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm very interested. I wouldn't put it in my top list, but I am interested to see what the what Lady Gaga see, does I, as Harley Quinn. See, I absolutely loved the first one. Oh, it so was, right. It was a great movie. It was a really, really good... One thing that um, has been said to me a few times, my cousin reminds me quite a lot, is that... You could have um, called it anything. It didn't need to be called Joker. Pretty much, yeah. But having the Joker tie just gave it more oomph, so to speak. Um, but it, it, irregardless, an absolutely incredible movie. And yeah, I'm really, really interested to see yeah, how- It's a how musical it, too. I know. And so it's going to be I'm, I yeah. like musicals, so- yeah. I'm very, very intrigued. Very, very keen. Uh, all right, my last one is Deadpool three, and it might be mine as well. Yeah, <laughs> like you got, you got the yeah, Aussie coming back. He's Logan's back, baby. Uh, schnitty, schnitty. Uh, it's just, it's going to be awesome. Mm. Like I don't know the plot points, but I'm guessing it's going to do multiverse. You got the time device at yep. the end of the third, second one. Yep. Um, he's going to be jumping all around. I'm going to try and avoid seeing as much as possible. Yep. Um, I know that that won't happen. Well, now you do a podcast where we talk about nerdy stuff, so exactly, you kind of have to. Exactly. So I know that at some point in time, the trailer's going to come out and we're going to be talking yeah, about pretty it. Pretty much. And we're going to be talking about everything in between as well. So that will go out the window quite quickly, but I'll still try for as long as I can. <laughs> but no, I'm super, super keen for this one. It's, uh, again, Even the Reynolds. set photos where Wolverine in his OG costume, oh. he's even got the little metal things on his knuckles where his claws come out. Oh, it just it looks See, so good. See, perfect example. I'm going to try avoid seeing everything. Of course I've fucking seen that. <laughs> <laughs> looks so good. Cannot wait, baby. Cannot wait. Um, all right. So what, keeping on movies, uh, we're going to stop talking about dreams and we're going to talk about an old movie here now. Uh, this is a movie we've mentioned a couple of times in previous podcasts. Uh, Dread. The Judge Dread film. Not the Stallone one. This one's the Carl Urban one. So Carl <laughs> Urban as Judge Dread. Uh, so a quick plot point of what happens in it. If you have not seen it, uh, Dredd is, uh, driving around. He gets a new rookie named Cassandra who can, like, she's a telepath. She can read minds. Um, they get called to a slum tower run by a drug dealer called Mama, who is played by, um, what's her name? Oh, Cersei from. Yeah. Old love from Game of Thrones yep, and Game the Terminator Thrones. movie, Just TV, TV show. Um, Lena Headey. Um, uh, she sells a drug called Slow Mo, which when you take it, everything slows down. Uh, and then the tower goes into lockdown with Dredd's in there. And then pretty much Dredd just fucks up a lot of people. Pretty much. Uh, the movie is bloodthirsty. It's out there. It is fucking phenomenal. It is just a movie that is unapologetic as to what it is, which is a pure gore yeah. <laughs> action. Now, have you read any of the comics? I haven't read Dredd. any of the comics. Um I was actually going to put that pretty high on the list of, to go back and read or to go and read, um, but no, I haven't started yet. So the comics are very uh, twisted metal-esque style, grungy art style, very 80s, a lot of them, because, you know, that's when a lot of them came out, 80s and 90s, yep. um, done by a pommy artist, can't remember, don't know his name, Um I've read a whole heap of them and they are great, man. Like they're very much like that movie. 
Um, even the writer of the comic came out and said Carl Urban was great. He's phenomenal. <laughs> Love him. He's great, um, isn't he? <laughs> I'm not. I don't know if the movie followed um, any particular comic. A lot of people have compared it to the Raid okay. movie that came out about like movies came out about three weeks apart. But uh, going off the director and the um, and Carl Urban. They said there's no way any plagiarism would have happened from either party because of the filming schedules when they filmed and stuff like that. Like, sure. There's no way it could have happened. It's just happenstance that they came out at the same time got sure. compared to each other. Um, but but as the movie, essentially, like it is just a phenomenal movie. Like the slow-mo scenes when they take the drug and everything gets <laughs> slow-mo. And like there's one scene where all these druggies, one of these druggies takes the drug. It's like a asthma inhaler. Passes it in and everything's just boom, slow-mo. And at that point, um, Dread kicks into this room yeah. and starts that fucking an, blasting that was an people awesome with his gun. Scene. And it's just slow-mo. Like, a dude gets a bullet in the stomach and his stomach's like... And just like ripples hardcore, super slow-mo. And just, oh, they push the limit of what slow-mo cameras can do. Mm. And it just looks phenomenal. And a fun, super, super-duper fun fact about the slow-mo in that movie, the noise that you hear when everything goes slow-mo... Mm is actually based on Justin Bieber's baby played at 800% slow speed. Yeah, right. Someone played it really slow and they're like, that's eerie as fuck. Oh, We're going to use that in the movie. No, I, th- I, th- I reckon that was probably my favourite scene in the movie. Um, I actually went back and watched it the other day because <laughs> I hadn't seen it pretty much since it came out. And um, that's awesome. It's just a good throw on oh, and have, have fun. Phenom- like- it's um, it's produced by uh, what's his name? Arj, Arj Schenke, I think mm. his name is. He produced um, the Castlevania series on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah, and he's done a lot of other movies. And uh, he's done like some of the House of Dead, like the really sure. bad House of Dead movies and stuff like that. He's mm-hmm. a giant nerd. And he just lo- like, like he dresses like the crow. Um, <laughs> he loves shit like this. And yeah, so he, he was one of the producers on it. Yep. Uh, essentially, the movie... Unfortunately, at the movies, the marketing team, marketing for it was just shit. Well, one thing I think that it was doing, because I did a very little bit of research, is that it seemed like it was based on um, 3D. So it was was it was it actually a 3D uh, movie? I'm not sure if it was a 3D movie or not. I can't remember. Because that was one thing that... um, Because when I was watching it, I was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Like, some of the way that they were doing some of the things. I'm like, oh, that's a cool way to do it. But typically, they... Like, you wouldn't see it. Some of it was very first-person-y. Like, which you would see more so from, like, some of your adaption of first-person shooter games. Yeah. Movies like Doom and stuff. Which Carl Urban was in. Yes, he was. (laughs) And um, so, I thought, oh, what, what about that? And I'm sure that I read somewhere that they did it in 3D. Or for the purpose of 3D, and that made a bit of sense. So, I mean, I would have thought they would have marketed it a lot more, given the timing and how they were trying well, to really- Well, it wasn't a very big budgeted movie, so I don't no, think there was okay. much money for marketing, sure, but it was marketed sure. really shit. And I think one of the major issues was that it was people had seen the Stallone Dread, <laughs> which was just a pile of horses shit. Yep. And so, they instantly went, oh, look, it's a sequel to that. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it. Which Fair is enough. unfortunate because they are completely different movies. They, <laughs> in no way, the only thing they share is the fact that the main character is called Judge Dredd. Right. That is the only thing they share. <laughs> I am the law. That, that line. Um, so, yeah, so it didn't grow much, but thankfully uh, it came out and it's just become a cult hit. Like it's gone on, it's done so well after its movie release. Mm. Um, 
Carl Urban has constantly said he will come back and do it again. He will come back and do another one. He mm. wants wants to do another one, but unfortunately, just, the movie never made enough that any studio is willing to take the risk on a second one. Unfortunately, because right. um, oh, they all base it on the blockbuster, like yeah. that, that sort. Of, yeah. yeah, okay. Because uh, um, there were plans; they had planned to do it, do it as a trilogy. Sure. Uh, so the second one was going to focus more on Judge Dredd's history and Mega One's uh, Mega City One's history. Oh, that'd be sweet. Which would have been really cool because Mega City One's a character in itself in yeah. the comics. Uh, and then the third one was going to be ju- based on, um, uh, what's his Death Judge, the Death Judge, mm. um, which is like Judge Dredd's arch, arch nemesis right. kind of thing. Um, uh, yeah, it was going to be based on, where is it here? Uh, yeah, Judge Death and the Dark Judges. Which are like the alternate version of the dread of like dreads judges, <laughs> uh, and like he's like skeleton stuff. He looks fucking awesome. Um, so that would have been amazing if they did that. Uh, and but unfortunately, nothing's ever happened of it. Carl Urban continually gets asked about. It. He's always said he'll come back to it. Uh, in 2017, apparently they announced a series called Judge Dread Mega City One. Mm. That was, it was in development, and uh, Urban was in talks to come back as Judge Dread. Oh, right. But that's the last I could find any information about it. So who knows if it's still happening or not. <laughs> or being 2017, probably that, not. <laughs> uh, you know, so that, but that was kind of, what, that, that's six years ago now, mm. nearly seven years ago. So development doesn't take seven years for a TV show. Exactly. Uh, so who knows? But uh, unfortunately, not much happened to of it. But if you get a chance, watch that shit. It is such a good movie. Um, I can't praise it enough. It is a great action film. Um, if you love it, like Dread never takes off his helmet, he's just colored, he's always got this scowl on his <laughs> yeah, mouth, absolutely which is like sour face. Looks like, dread. looks like he's sucking on a lemon the whole yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> the chick that plays, um, plays the Cassandra, the um, the rookie, she's phenomenal in it as well. Mm. Um, um, and yeah, um, Lena Headey as Mama is just. She's a fucking badass in it, <laughs> she man. She really is. Such just, a badass. Just to, I, yeah, I found that. Um, look, all the actors in it, they they were given a thing to do. You need to go do this, and they just hit the nail on the fucking head. Yep. <laughs> they did it perfectly. They hit their mandate, and it came across onto the screen really, really well. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. So it's just phenomenal. Lots of cool scenes. Watch that shit. I'm not sure if it's on any of the streaming services yeah, in it, Australia. It, it, it is. Um, I actually went and watched it on Stan. Okay, on Stan. There you go. So Australians, watch it on Stan. Americans, I have no idea what streaming what you got in your streaming services, but it's probably on Netflix on yours because you got a lot more than us. Um, that's about it for what we've got. There's one last little piece of news that popped up the other day for me, and I just wanted to quickly chuck it out there, and I'm very excited about it, and that is that uh, Amazon Prime have officially signed the deal to make the Warhammer 40,000 universe. Henry Cavill is producing the entire thing. Uh, Henry Cavill is a giant Warhammer 40K nerd, if you did not know that. Uh, so what it, something of that's going to come out in the future, and I'm very fucking excited about it. The question is, what are they going to do? What stories oh, are they going to do? Who knows? Like, And it's just so open. Like, If it, if it hits well, which it will, <laughs> oh, yeah. they'll they'll just open the floodgates of everything else that they can do. That's right. So, what uh, you haven't really do you know much about the backstory or any of that not, stuff? Not really. Ball? They they're on my um to read books because I know that there's a whole set of 40k yeah, so books. Essentially, if you're not into 40k, anyone, um, the Horus Heresy, which is 
happens in the 30k which is what leads up to the actual game 40k all that backstory there's 52 books Mm. in the Horus Heresy series. And then there's a whole heap of other books that don't have to do with the Horus Heresy. But essentially, uh, the story is uh, Earth gets to a point. It's just a giant factory. Um, some monks create the perfect being. He becomes the emperor of Earth. Um, they human, Humanity goes out into space. Shit happens. All those people get lost and they all fertilize their own planets, blah, blah, blah. Um the Emperor decides uh, he's got like all these space marines and stuff, but they're genetically altered, but they they don't handle well. Uh, so he's like, okay, I need something there to control these space marines. So he creates, genetically creates these things called Primarchs, which are essentially created from his genome uh, and spliced with the genome of these specific space marine uh, mobs. Mm-hmm. Um but a demon pops in to the cell where these babies are being born and gets a whole heap of the babies and spreads them out across the galaxy. <laughs> uh, so the Horus Heresy starts off with um, the Emperor's favourite son, Horus, mm. uh, going out to all these different planets and stuff and going to all these planets like, okay, this is humanity. Uh, bow down to the Emperor. No? Okay, we blow your planet up. Move on. And essentially that they're trying to connect all of humanity back together. And whilst this is happening, uh, the Emperor is kind of out trying to find his sons. He finds them all. And then essentially Horus gets turned to the dark side um, through like demons and stuff through these portals that the ships travel through. Uh, and then half the Primarchs turn and then it turns on to brother versus brother for 50 books. Nice. Yeah, essentially. But uh, main, if you want to so read... It, so it sounds like something where you read the first couple of books and then there'll be plot points where you can skim over through maybe Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. And then there'll be a final book, maybe so 51 or 52. Pick it back up again. The, <laughs> if you want the reading books, you want to read the main trilogy of Horace turning to the to um, chaos is the first three books. Sure. Uh, then the fourth one is kind of a continuation, but from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really good book as well, Flight of the Isgard uh, or something like that, I think it's called. Um, but yeah, main, the main three books are those. I want them to make them as a show, mm. but I don't know how they're going to make it because it's going to be hard because Space Marines are like seven feet tall, built like brick shit houses, look perfect. Um, and then like the Primarchs, who are like the Emperor's sons, are like, eight feet tall mm. and like gold skinned, perfect specimens of humanity. And- I mean, it can be done. It's just a matter of how much either costuming or mm. CGI they want to bring into it. But uh, it, it's, it'd be good. Um, and then like throughout the series, like there's books that are based before the heresy happens, which are based on characters that then eventually that were in the first three books, and mm-hmm. they're the ones that kind of led Horus to the dark side. They're like, that's how they became encrupted by chaos and stuff. And it's a lot. There's a lot there. Um, Look, e- either way, when it first dropped the news, that it there's, hey, this is potentially thought of. It's like, oh, that needs to happen. Yeah, because it was around the time where um, he got dropped from The Witcher. Yes. And- just, and I'm then like, he got dropped from Superman. And then, yeah, the week after, whatever it was. Yep. I'm like, for fuck's sake. And then um, to hear that bit of news straight after, I'm like, okay, it's worth it. Yes, 100%. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully stuff start, starts happening quick. Um, but as of this week, I think it was, deals officially signed. Oh, so awesome. things are happening. That's so good. So, yeah, we'll see. 
But uh, that's it, guys. That's all we've got for this episode of Frantic Nerdcast. Thank you very much for listening to us ramble. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, and uh, Merry Christmas, all that kind of stuff. There may be an episode before New Year's. We don't know. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. I'm AJ. And I'm Brock.